T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What's up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the fifth quarter show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The Miami Dolphins podcast network is all here. Seth Levitt, OJ McDuffie, DJ Preach from the Fish Tanker here with us. Yours truly, Travis Winkle from the Drive Time podcast. And guys, another tight game, even competitive through about three quarters there, but it's a seventh straight loss in juice right before you got here. Seth said something that I think is kind of a microcosm of this team this year. <laughs> this team is just not good enough to make these kind of mistakes, to be this bad, he said. And I know there's one mistake that continues to pop up for you. This team shows week in and week out, eight weeks into the season, that's really been eating at you, Juice. Yes. As a professional football team, and let me tell you this, a team that spends hours and hours and hours per day in a facility – getting ready for a game, the misalignments and guys being on the wrong side of the damn field, not knowing where they're supposed to be, causing penalties, causing fumbles, is inexcusable. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to come in here like I was a couple weeks ago, like irate, but, you know, when you're in a game, in a battle against the number one team in your division, you got opportunities to make plays, you cannot be, excuse my French, stupid. Because that's what we were today. Is that French? Yeah, it's yeah, stupid. <laughs> okay. Stupid. <laughs> and it's ridiculous for guys to not line up the correct way. You know, I, I, I was watching a little bit on TV, and they were saying, well, Gesicki had the, the motion penalty on the first one. That wasn't on, on Gesicki. That was on Waddle. Being on the wrong side, Gesicki tell me to go on the other side, and Waddle's still in motion when Gesicki has to go in motion. So we got two guys in motion. We had a first down play to Laird that would have worked out for us. Yeah. And then – we look at it again, Gesicki's telling Waddle again, you're on the wrong side. So Waddle's on the wrong side there again. Gesicki has to go in motion, then we have the fumble. So misalignment, not knowing we're supposed to line up, that's the easiest thing. That's the first thing that's called. The first thing in the huddle that's called is the alignment, setup, where we at. All right, so it's eye right or lightning left or, or whatever it is, it's right away. Then the motion comes in, then the play call comes in. So how the hell are we not able to do those simple things when it comes to calling a play? That's what I want to know. Like, so who's that on, Juice? It, that you tell me, because well, honestly, I mean, who, um, you tell me. It's on the players when it comes to when the play comes in. The first thing that's co- that comes in is how we're going to line up. Trips right. First thing they say, and they're clearly working on it all year. I mean, I, every press conference that Coach Flores has, everyone's in three years. Starts with alignment, yep. assignment. It's the first word out of his mouth. Correct. So it's got to be stressed in practice. A- it absolutely and in every meeting, to. I'm assuming. But here's the thing I'm saying, though, too, though. You think about that. Now, in, within practice, how many times are they redoing this? Mm-hmm. How many times are they saying, all right, you know, we, we call bingo with the high school team I work with, Archbishop McCarthy. We're, not, we're, we're on our way up. <laughs> I had to get a little plug there. We're not we're St. Thomas or American Heritage, you know, or Cardinal Gibbons. But at the same time, though, the first thing you do before you run any play is trips right, trips left, ace right, ace left, you know, whatever it is. And then you start – then you mention your motion, laser, Z laser, X laser, X lightning, whatever it is. And then you run, you put your play in for protection for you guys, and then you, throw, then you call the play. 70s, protection. All right, now all go, X stop, whatever it is. So everything starts off with how are we going to line up first. And the fact that we can't even line up first on offense, that's that's ridiculous. And this to is me not week one. It's it's not even but with OTAs, with preseason, yeah. with training camp, 
and eight weeks into the season, we can't even freaking line up. That's, that's amazing to me so on, that we can't line up. On that Gasicki play where he runs into the snap, and it, that's where the game basically turned for Miami. They have a chance to take, at minimum, a three-point lead into the halftime break, but wind up getting nothing out of it where, I mean, you had a chance to go to the end zone as well. So you could have really taken control of this game while getting the football back, and one of my personal keys of the game was win those middle eight minutes, and they've never been in better position to win the middle eight minutes this season than they were Fair. today, and they completely flubbed it every step of the way. So on that play, Juice, because you're, you're yep. telling us about how Waddle was was misaligned than he was, and we see that so often where Gasicki, hey, get over here, you're over there, you know, just telling some, someone to go somewhere. But on that play, Waddle eventually gets set. So wh- why does that come back to being his, like, on him when Gasicki runs into the staff? I just, I'm looking for education right. from you. Yeah, exactly right. That's a great point right there. Because at that point, now we're up against the play clock. So now that Waddle's on the wrong side, we still have motion guy, which is Gasicki. He has to go from right to left on the formation. So he has to do that. He has to. That's part of the play. So he has to get over there. So let's, let's go back to the first one first, all right? The first one, I, I can give Gasicki a little heat on that one because he really, if he has to go in motion and there's time on the play clock, he needs to let Waddle get set first because he knows he cannot go in motion until Waddle is set. So Waddle being on the wrong side started off wrong. But once he gets to the right, correct side, now Gasicki has to sit there and watch Waddle get set before he goes into motion. And now we had the two guys going at the same time, and then we had that first down to Laird that was called back. On the second one, now you got Waddle on the wrong side, and Gasicki has to go, and it's against play clock. Now between quarterback and center exchange, I don't know how that ball gets snapped before Gasicki gets to the side he needs to get to. So the ball snapped when Gesicki's still in motion. The offensive linemen don't know this, man. They don't care about what's going on behind them. All they know right. is they the ball has to be snapped. They got some big yellows in front of them. They got too, other right? things yeah. they got to worry about. Yeah, so, play so this on the wall on zone. the skill guys not getting set, not being on the right side, and the motion became a problem. You know when we went out there with that. So so the flag comes out the minute those guys move at the same time, right? So that play is already killed because no matter yeah. what you gain, you've already committed a procedural penalty and it goes back five yards. So I'm sure Mike is thinking about that in the back of his mind when he comes back out for that second play and thinks I got to get over there because I think the play clock was at like two or three seconds. Correct. When they had that ball snapped, so he's probably thinking, you know, I, I got to get my butt over there. Otherwise, we're going to lose five yards here. And well, you know what no some guys could do, Travis? Honestly, when that happens. Forget the motion. When you see him already there and you got play clock situation, a lot of times timeouts call because you know we're going to be up against the clock and we, when we know we have motion. But Mike could actually go to where he's supposed to be, where he's going to end up before the snap and, and eliminate the motion completely. So if he sees that Waddle's on the wrong side and he goes and sets up, Mike, instead of doing his motion, just get over there now where I got to be because I know we're up against the clock, three, four seconds left on the, on the play clock, and then run the play from there. And, and so – and I want to get into more of that because it's fascinating to me, and especially that, I mean, you're eight weeks into your season, yeah. and that's happening, yeah. and that, and that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah. But bigger picture, right, just to take a step back and look above at a high level, nobody in the universe, in the galaxy, expected the Dolphins to have a chance in this game. And yet, on that drive, they have an opportunity to go up three, should have been up six or ten, yeah. right? You miss a 36-yarder earlier. Earlier, you missed one there. You're playing against the class of your conference, not to mention, you know, the class of your division, certainly, of the conference, probably. And and you've got them on their heels. Yeah. You're giving them all they could take and more in their house after getting embarrassed in your own house, 35 to nothing. And I say this all the time, guys. You cannot miss out in scoring opportunities. You're just not good enough to. Yep. This team does not score enough points to just miss 36-yard field goals, to come away with nothing when you're on the 12-yard line going in. And they were in this game. They had control of this game, like you were saying, Travis. And yet they fall apart, and now it's 3-3 three to three going into the half. And then what happens? Then Buffalo shows who they are. Exactly. Yeah. It's been consistent. Not good enough to be this bad. End of the half, beginning of the third quarter, it's been the worst. And we had the best situation we've had all year going to the end of the half with the football with a chance to score points. Should have been probably seven, no less than three. And then getting the ball back after that, and we want. go three and out. Exactly what the you worst want. situation you know, we, we, we took the best scenario and turned it into the worst possible outcome. <laughs> and that's just that, that really kind of is what we've been. It's a microcosm all, of the season. Yeah, all year long. 
and it's heartbreaking to me. Again, not that not that anybody drew it up and said, well, this is when we're going to get back on in, in the win column. <laughs> this is the game, right? We're going to right the wrongs. But clearly, they they came ready to play. It, well, let me take a step back. Defense. They, yeah. Well, I just in general, they came out and they kind of had that, that fire in their eyes. They did not want to be embarrassed again. This is what we thought we were going to see when they played the Bills the first mm-hmm. time because everybody had in mind the way that the season had ended previously. And, and, you know, six straight losses. So, all right, these guys are ready to play. But I, I don't understand how we're talking. We open up the fifth quarter post game right. show talking about misalignment. I right. Know. In, in week eight, in week eight of the, the season. season, and you said it breaks your heart just you know with the way they lose this game. But I think the the reason it does is because that's the opposite of who this team was for two years under Brian Flores. They were the yeah. least penalized team, or one of the top couple of least penalized teams, and they were always aligned and had their assignment and were smart on special teams and just found ways to win those hidden margins. And now you know for the fourth for the fourth time this season, really, because they lost th- their last three games in the last play of the of the game for the fourth time, really, you feel like they lost in the small margins, and that's where it got away from them. Juice to your point about coming on that position where you might call a timeout, I was thinking to myself, they probably didn't call a timeout because they just came off of a timeout. They did, but it wasn't Miami who called it. So they could have come to a timeout. But the bigger point to me there is that they were coming off a timeout and they still couldn't get lined up. That is that is huge right there. You know, because, you know, yeah, you're right. Buffalo gave us an opportunity to get the best situation. So even in that situation, we still come out of, out of the break, misaligned, you know, with a play, I don't even know. You know. It doesn't even matter what the play is. The fact that we can't even line up right, which is the most important thing. You know, first thing is, and I keep going back to this, first thing you do is alignment. Second thing you do is center quarterback exchange, you know, when it comes to a play. We can't line up right, so nothing else is going to work <laughs> out in the, in, in the long run, man. And it's a, it's a bonehead situation for a team. I don't care if you're a rookie or a 10-year guy in the, in the league. You spend so much time doing these things that it doesn't doesn't matter. Those are the simple things. Those are the simple things when it comes to playing football. Now you got to worry about adjustments. You know, when when the ball snap, what are they doing defensively? Where's this guy going? Where's the coverage going? If we can't do the yeah, first thing, yeah. how the hell are we going to do the rest of it? That, that's that's the million well, we dollar question, right? Exactly, yeah, and that's did. that's why you are in this position where you are, where you're towards the bottom of the league in most statistical categories offensively. So, and you know, just the last to, to put a pin in this here at the end of it, uh, you know, one of the great quotes I've always gone back to is that I think it was Bruce Arians talks about how it really takes eight weeks to get a system down, to get a scheme down, and like you said, Juice, we're eight weeks into this thing, and it seems like kind of going in the wrong direction with regards to that. So, once again, the final score from the Ralph, are they still calling it that? Twenty-six to seven, Buffalo wins. You're listening to the fifth quarter post game show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Experts at Sylvester not only treat your cancer, we're making discoveries that push cancer science forward. Because our researchers create new breakthroughs in our own labs, we can fast-track new therapies that have positive impact on patients here in South Florida and around the world. Every day, we face cancer head-on, all in pursuit of your cure. Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center, See a cancer expert today. Visit inpursuitofyourcure.com. Amerisave's consistently low mortgage rates make dreams come true. Well, reasonable dreams. Like reshingling your roof. Not like your childhood dream of being a ninja. You'd need to train your whole life, break a lot of boards, come from a long line of ninjas. But you're from a family massage therapist. So now, not going to be unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead and guys we left off that last segment talking about alignment which obviously juice you can't get a successful play in if you can't get lined up right but when the dolphins did get lined up right same story as the rest of the season man seven straight losses missing a 36 yard field goal dolphins are driving with a three nothing lead in the first quarter false start pushes them behind the chains they move the chains another false start pushes them behind the chains take a sack after that then you miss a tackle in the third quarter on josh allen in the backfield with a chance to get a stop on third down and then later that drive defensive pass interference on andrew van ginkle on third down where he just flat out tackles the guy with the football in the air so seth you talked about there the mistakes we made in this game man like it's it's become who this team is at this point, I think, as where we talked about in the previous segment, for the last two years, that was how this team won close football games. Now you're seeing the other side of that coin. Yeah, I mean, that that is really it. I don't know the answer why, because you have some players. The thing that's really curious is guys who were not making those mistakes previously, right? I mean, there are some new players on this team, but there's guys that you counted on to make smart plays, to be disciplined, and that's just not what you're seeing. And, and, and it goes back, I remember Coach Flores said it a few weeks ago, and it really 
struck a nerve with you, Travis, is that, you know, people are taking turns making mm -hmm. mistakes. Yeah. Um, but eventually it just becomes representative of your team. Yeah. And look, I, I, I'm okay just in a vacuum if you said, look, this game's not going to go the way you think it is. This is going to be a 3-3 game at the half. You're going to say, well, damn, we're, we're in this thing. That, yeah. You know, I, I could live with that. That's great. We, give me a half of football at a tie game and in Buffalo. Wonderful. But it shouldn't have been that way. Right. You know, and then uh, you would hope, despite the fact that you, you blow it on third and 12 and you turn the ball over and you don't come away with points, come out of the half with guns blazing just the way you did at the beginning of the game. We talked about that in the lunch bunch. You know, don't, don't get – chin up. Don't ha start having your shoulders sag and start making mistakes. Things are going to not go your way all the time when you're playing a football team that's this good. But its I don't know what happened in the third quarter. They didn't look like the same team. Well, you know, it was crazy to me. And it's funny you say that. We've talked about this over and over and over again of how guys are um, go missing yeah. in certain situations. They start off in great situations, you know, find a way to get the ball to Waddle, find a way to get the ball to Gasicki. You know, Miles was working that first drive. I look, at, I look back at that first drive, I'm like, okay, here mm -hmm. we go. But sometimes – you know, we get caught up in trying to make everybody happy, I think. You know, to hell with making everybody happy. What you want to do is start finding the hot hands. In basketball, we've seen it a bunch of times where guys are, you know, might not be the scorer, but if you got a guy that's hot, you still you, you find a way to keep feeding him. Right. We lose our hot guys mm -hmm. all the time. Devontae Parker was hot as hell at the beginning of the game. Then he kind of didn't hardly anything. Then they tried to find him again. Is that coverage? Did they change something? Or did it, you know, if they did change something, even the ball that he caught on the sideline was a tough ball in coverage, but it gave him an opportunity. The best teams don't give a damn what coverage you have on your best, their best player. They're still going to try to find a way to get it to them. So why are we trying to be so cute and get all these other guys involved? The hell with getting guys involved. Get guys involved that are guys that are going to make plays, and that's what we, we tend to do. We tend to lose the guys that are big-time playmakers. And, and, and then we try to find them late in the game when it pretty much the game's out of reach. And that bothers me more than anything. And that's that's one of uh, really a myriad of offensive problems the Dolphins had today. And you mentioned this, Juice, that Waddle only caught four of his 12 targets today. If anything, this year he was a catch percentage king as far as catching, you know, 75, 80% of the balls thrown his way, but not today. So the Bills had a good plan for him. But just in general, like, I think, I think this game was indicative of why the Dolphins in this current makeup right now are going to struggle against defenses that can do the things that Buffalo did. Because, you know, I saw a press conference earlier this week where Dean Pease, the D.C. of the Atlanta Falcons, talked about how, you know, that's one of the most innovative defensive coordinators really in the history of the game, right? Juice, like, he, mm -hmm. he can dial that up and, and get exotic as, as anybody in the league. But he talked about how he's pulling it off because – if you don't have the coverage to marry up with the pass rush, if you send extra guys, that means you have less guys to cover on the back end. So therefore, if you're not getting home with your rush, you're just you can't do that. You have to go yeah. more vanilla and make it less confusing and and just kind of pull back on things. But Buffalo can dial up different rushes. And so every time Tua got to the top of his drop today, he has to step up off that spot, right? Yeah. And half the time, the, po the pocket on the inside is also collapsing. And then Tua misses a couple throws. I think some, some balls kind of floated on him today. There was a third down back shoulder throw to Miles Gaskin, but also running into loaded boxes. There was a third and short with 11 yeah. guys up in the, in the box. I think, I think you text me or Absolutely. Seth text me, what are we doing running that football right into the teeth right there? So I, I just think there's so many things that <laughs> are causing this avalanche of, of, you know, of lack of success on offense, and I can't really point to one thing. Well, let me tell you this too, Travis. It's amazing to me too because you look at it, beginning of the game, you know, we were dialing up some nice blitzes, getting there, yeah, and they made an adjustment. They made an adjustment to all the blitz. We're, and then we bring the blitz, we bring the heat, and there's zero, no, nobody gets home. So then you got all these one-on-ones on the outside. But when you got these one-on-ones, you also have guys that are, in my opinion, playing way too far off the guys. You know, if you got, especially in zero blitz, the touchdown to Diggs I was gonna on, ask on, you our, about on our that. best guy, that, that should never happen. I mean, he had – Eight, nine, ten yard cushion. You never happened. Because you saw that's, him. That's way he, too easy. He broke inside the minute the ball came out. He had he, no he, chance. He, he to didn't get run there. a route. There was no chance to he, get there. He didn't even run a route. You know what I mean? So I don't know what's being coached or what's being taught or what they're thinking. But right there, if I got a zero blitz coming, I'm I'm Xavier Howard. I'm in his face. I don't care what he does. And I got him glued up. You know? If you give me a route that he didn't even run a route. That was a like a semi-slant or whatever it was inside, that's not even a route. 
all he had to do was just start working his way inside. He the ball was the on open him, area, and right? He went I mean, and scored on yeah. it. It's like so things like that are discouraging when you bring some pressure like that, not get there, and then you got a, our team or our secondary guys playing off the ball like that. So who's that I, on though, Juice? Is that is that a player making a decision or is that the defensive play call there? Well, I I don't know. Yeah, because what we, did it look we, like? we weren't. For me, it looks like that's how they're taught to play the. Play right. The, play the situation. Right. So well, let's get back to it then. Coaching then. All right. Let's get back to what's really going on. So maybe the way we're draw, drawing these things up on defense and offense is becoming an issue. Seriously, still, still on offense. Still no shot. How many shots downfield we take today, Travis? The, they had a successful one the first drive, and then we had the big pass to Mike. Right. But that was a broken scramble play. So right. that's about it. And I get it. Sometimes you know we don't have much time to get it done, but that sometimes we've got to stop condensing that box and can stop condensing that field like we've been doing and give these guys an opportunity. I hate to talk about it, man, because, you know, we get – and I'll be able – I'm going to be the one that takes a little heat. I listen to the pregame show. I listen to the, the, the show during the game, and everybody's talking about coaching. We don't ever get a chance to talk about it because we don't – you know, we're not in the business of saying, you know, fire this guy. What is this guy doing as a coach or a coordinator or play call or defense call, whatever it is. But let's be real about it. It can't all be on players at this point, can it? It cannot be on players. I mean, it looks like it's on point. everybody. It's on everybody collectively. So when you talked about itself yourself, misalignment, who's that on? How many meetings? Is it? Man, that's got to be on the players, right? Well, it could be, but how? How? How many times are you are you not going over this over and over and over again? I have like to we imagine to? they are. And if if Gasicki's jumping up and down, screaming his head off, he knew the play. Right. He knew the alignment. So the other guy didn't. Is that the coach? It Those could are different be. Different rooms, though. Tight end receivers it, room. It definitely, yeah. one thousand percent could be Seth. It, it one thousand percent could be on on coaching. But that's alarming. If if it's if a guy's not being coached to to line up properly, yeah, we got bigger problems. Than we thought, right? Yeah. So it, I, I I have a hard time to, with to that. the Xavier and Howard play. You talk about like if if you're in that position. I love talking to you about the stuff, Juice, because you can give us experience on it. If you're in that position where the call comes in, you're like. I don't want to do that. That's not going to help me succeed. What's Then what do you do as a player at that point? Well, I mean, honestly, Xavier Howard's a guy that can do whatever he wants in that situation. If I got Stefan Diggs out there one-on-one, we got zero blitz coming. Me personally, if I'm Stefan, I mean, if I'm X, I'm going up and press because I know the pressure's got to get there within two seconds. And what are they going to do, bench him? No, exactly right. Yeah. And the so, end line's 10 yards but away. The, but the thing about it, too, though, is – when Stefan Diggs made the move inside, I didn't even react to it like it was like pressing. You know, we know we got a blitz coming. That's got to be his only move. It's not going to be a double move. It's not going to be a sluggo, which is a slant and go. It's going to be a, that whatever he was running was all it's going to be. So jump it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and, I mean, you might as well jump it. Otherwise, you, you catch him later and he's going to drag it into the end zone like it happened, man. So it's just a frustrating situation. There's blame to go around from players to coaching to everything, it's just a mess right now, bro. Yeah. And if we're going to do this show, the post-game show, talking about the Dolphins in the last seven weeks, really, I, you know what? I'll go to the last eight weeks. It's yeah. been a mess. It's got to be it's got to be some transparency there because it's just not good enough. And yeah, I mean, You're not going out on I a mean, limb saying it's been a mess. I, we're one and seven. Yeah, I mean. no, not at all. And you Well, know, I mean, saying, I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, on that play, what, what really gets me juice is it's not like he's defending 70 yards of grass behind him. The end line That's was 10 yards behind get. him. What are, you, what are you trying to play deep for? It doesn't make any sense to me. But they the, were all playing that way. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. All, yeah. Across every, the board. All across three the board. Yeah. And there was there was some plays offensively that I didn't understand either. A couple of third and short that we just run into a Ooh, brick wall let's talk against about loaded those. boxes. I can't wait to talk about those. Uh, the, there was a running play on the drive to end the first half where they got bailed out because they got a horse collar tackle to give them 15 yards. But why on earth are you running the football when you have two timeouts and 45 seconds left? That I don't understand that. But we're going to talk about that a lot more here. We'll have Coach Flores coming up as well here pretty shortly on the other side. Get to your uh, get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen of Coconut Creek or online at GuntherVolkswagen.net. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Buffalo, 26-11. The Dolphins dropped their seventh straight. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. 
Have an extra couple of minutes? Try Totino's Pizza Rolls in the air fryer for extra crispy deliciousness. Mmm, those crispy bite-sized poppable bursts of pizza. Totino's Pizza Rolls. It's Totino's or game over. And Juice left off the last segment talking about third and short calls, which has been... <laughs> to say the least, a issue for this football team this season so far. We saw it once again today, and I think we want to go more in on the idea of running into those boxes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you about this because we've seen this quarterback this season as recently as maybe even last week, a couple weeks ago, check out of running calls and go to a, a little glance route to Jalen Waddle for a touchdown in the Jacksonville game. Is Does he have full autonomy at the line to change out of that running play? Because I saw a third and two run that ran right into 11-man box and was ran to a brick wall there, Juice. If he doesn't have the opportunity to check out of it, that's a big problem. Yeah. You know, because honestly, your, your job in, as, a coordinate, as a coordinator, as a quarterback, is to make sure we're in the best possible situation. And a lot of times I don't see that. So if you got a box that's clear, you know, that's clean, like, let me tell you, let me get, I go back to a story that we had against – you know, we're playing against New England. Keith Byers is playing for New England. And congratulations, Keith Byers just got uh, inducted into the, I think, the Ohio State or Ohio Hall of Fame. I gave him his props. They beat our team last night. <laughs> and it wasn't, wasn't fun, but, hey, had to do what we had to do. But same situation, though, where we're sitting there and we're running slants and we're about to run into a situation, a bad situation. We had in, the inability to change the play. Because Jimmy wouldn't let us, wouldn't let Danny late in his career, so we have to call timeout. So, when you have a bad situation, a play where you've got like eight or nine guys in the box, you got five or six guys to block them. How the hell are we gonna get third and two, unless we get absolutely completely missed tackles like we might do on our own our, our, ourselves, right? So we gotta be able to check out of those situations. So if Tua is not allowed to check out of those situations and put us in a better play. That's a big problem. It's just counting, right? Isn't it's, it just it's, counting? It's easy. It's easy math. I got five hats. They got five on it, that and side. And then you carry the one. You know what <laughs> I mean? And then you carry the one. If you don't carry the one, then you're going to be, you know. So, you know, you, if you get in those situations, I'd rather us spread it out or the guys that are out there check to something quick, you know, and, and get out of that situation. There's no way in the world we're going to run with seven guys on our line of scrimmage versus nine of guy, their guys on the, on the line of scrimmage. No chance. No chance so, at all. So here's the question. Do you think that two is just missing that and not checking out? Or do you think that because we've seen as well as he's played in the last couple of weeks, there's also been some big mistakes in critical points of the game and that there's a trust factor that is being lost. Well, I mean, you, two, here's the thing about it, Seth, and, and these guys are blessed with the situation with the, the play clock and the headsets, correct? Mm-hmm. All right? So what you can do, honestly, with, 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 the, with 15 seconds left on the play clock, you can actually get in and change the play because the coach can tell you, oh, okay, they got nine in the box. Let's go to this play. It shuts off at 15 seconds left on the play clock. Right. Right? So – Who's letting it run down to that point where you see these guys? I see them in the box. Did you see them in the box? <laughs> I saw them all in the box. I mean, everybody so who's not seeing them in the box? Right. So if those two guys, the two professionals, the coach and the quarterback, don't see these guys in the box, well, then what's going on right here? You know what I mean? So is it on tour? Possibly. Or is he not allowed to check out of it? Possibly. I've never seen this really on and watching all the games. I've never really, really seen this change of play. I've heard some, you know, you're able to hear some stuff over the TV today, left and right, but I heard that from Buffalo more than anything. Buffalo changes plays, changes direction, changes protections. I don't hear that from us. Well, we've seen some big plays earlier in the season. Travis, you pointed to it where, you know, Tua checked out of a play that was supposed to be a run and he throws a touchdown. That could be a a check with me situation. There are some check with me's, you know. Check with me, you get there, you got two plays. This happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do that. But you go in there, we're going to, it's called check with me in the huddle. But if you have a play called and you go out there, can you change the play without a check with me situation? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's a there's a difference where you have a check with me, like, okay, this Mike linebacker is what we thought he'd be when we watched him on film. Okay, now we're gonna run the other play. Now in, instead, now if we got a situation where we gotta run the ISO with the running back from a pistol situation, now are we able to be like what well, our <laughs> Our, our code word was green with Danny. Green, 90, green 91, green 91. Now we're going to quick throws. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does he have that ability is the question. I don't know if he does or not. Somebody needs to ask. Who's the next guy who's going to be in front of him, Travis? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see if the question gets asked here at the, in the press conference. But 
for me, I feel like the issues are a little bit deeper than those third and two calls that you guys are talking about. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. Well, I mean, those, those are just part of the problem, Seth. We're not talking about – we're talking about all the problems, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're not talking about the ones that – we lost 26 to 11, but those third and twos are critical – parts in the game yeah. that didn't give us opportunities to continue drives, right? So wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense then to uh, kind of a fix for that or a Band-Aid for that is to get out of the huddle quicker and get to the line of scrimmage quicker so that Tua has more time to assess what he's looking at and, and get to different checks? Because, you know, one of the things that Sean McVay earned so much admiration for over the course of his career, early on especially, was that they would get Jared Goff to the line of scrimmage real quickly and then he would be able to communicate with him and say, hey, you got you know your safety dropping down, maybe a robber over yeah. here, and he would just communicate different things that he saw so you have you have the you know the brilliant mind in the headset of your quarterback but if two is getting to the line with 12 15 seconds left he loses that ability so is that a, a fix to kind of maybe get some more clarity yeah here? his biggest problem is guys you can't even get to that situation to make those adjustments when we're not even lined up right first that's the first thing you're worried about <laughs> yeah, like goes back yo to right that. to yeah. left right to left <laughs> and now you're all right now we're set okay now we see now i got that's the thing that's the quarterback's thing what's amazing to me is that Mike Gesicki is the one that's telling Waddle to go over here. Mm-hmm. Usually the quarterback. Yeah. The quarterback is like, yo, you're on the wrong side. You're the one that's be over here. You should be over here, not your, not your tight end, you know? And so it really starts right there. And then, once you, like you talk about, when you get under the amount of time where you can't get the information from your, from your coach, now we're in a bigger problem, you know, because now, now two has to make that, that call. And usually – We've seen it over and over again. He just sticks sticks with the call. Stays with it. I mean, that's 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 from the the pro himself, right? That gives you that that take. And I, I I'm gonna go to you for this, Seth, because I think if I told Juice there was some some bad luck, he might he might come over the table and then tell me I'm I'm out of <laughs> out of out of line here. But you know how how crazy is this? First of all, the last three games we've played, we've had these muff punts that have just gone against us in the craziest ways you can imagine. The first one against Jacksonville, his finger move, man. Like, that finger move, that was, a, that was a muff, and we cover it in the end zone, which would be a touchdown, right? Last week, the ball didn't hit the guy, but it was close, and so it just kind of gets into this into this group of plays here. But then today, I cannot fathom this, this rule. <laughs> I, it's just a rule book thing, I guess, at this point. But you muff the ball at the eight-yard line. You muff the ball right there. It kicks into the end zone. If Miami recovers, it's a touchdown. Great. We'll take it. Right. But Buffalo recovers in the end zone. It's not a safety. It's a touchback. Yeah. So he gained 12 yards by muffing the, by muffing the punt. <laughs> How does that make a work? whole lot of sense. So, I, yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> so you take those into, into consideration. There was a play in the game that we talked about where Josh Allen's in the grasp and he tries to just throw it away and it falls harmlessly to the turf. Like To me, you know, that's the kind of ball that gets picked off most of the time you throw it. In this case, it didn't. So, Seth, on top of poor execution, poor alignment, poor assignment, poor fundamentals, everything we talk about, also some bad luck for this team too. Well, I think that all of those things you just mentioned lead to bad luck, exactly. right? Teams that have quote-unquote good luck is because they do a lot of things really well. you got a lot of good players and you do a lot of things really well, you start to get the bounces. Um, but if, if you can't line up, <laughs> if you can't score when you have scoring opportunities, if you, you know, all of these other things that, that have been plaguing this team, then yeah, you might start to get some bad luck along the way. And how much different is this game, do you think, if Sanders makes that 36-yard field goal to start to start things off? Because we talked about this late. The Dolphins were within a score late in the game there, and if you have those extra three points, and that's happened a couple of times now. The Jacksonville game, you missed one. I think there was last week we had a field goal blocked, right? Yeah. What the heck's going on with the, I, with the kicking game? I don't, that's a great question. And you know, going back to your question about how much different would the game be, I don't, you don't want to believe that a bunch of professionals, regardless of record, have a fragile psyche. But the reality is when you are one and six in a game and you're playing against a team that not hasn't just had your number but really has dominated you for quite some time, you, you need some things to start going your way early. Yeah. I got to believe, right, Juice? You yeah. know, I do believe in momentum. I know there's some people who don't. <laughs> but it would be nice after getting shut out 35 to nothing to march down the field and get points on the board. And so you march down the field and you miss, you know, and, and you don't want to start having that here we go again. And certainly all is not lost at that point. But yeah, it's a three-point game. We, you know, we talked about it in that final when they were driving when Buffalo was driving down in the end there, and and it's a ten-point game. I said, Travis, you know, it would be nice. <laughs> and, you know, he said, Yeah, if Jason Sanders made that field goal, and, and you know, imagine if you if you had ten points there at that point, you are playing the game a little bit differently. Buffalo was forced to play the game a little bit differently. That, that's a great point that I want to hear from Juice on. So, twelve-play drive. Yep. 
two third and long conversions, which for the defense, defensively speaking, those are backbreakers, right? Like, you, damn, we got to go for another series here. But you get off the field on third down, you're happy. But not in this case. Two third and long conversions, 12 play drive. And then to get no points, if you're on the sideline as a receiver and you, you, you send your field goal kicker out there, okay, we had a good drive there. We kind of bogged down late, but we're going up 3-0 right here. And you miss the field goal. Does that kind of creep into your mind a little bit? It does sometimes. But you know what, though, man? It's like, honestly – I just I always, like I say, I always harp back to when I played. We never won a kicker on the field in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was all about us making a play on our on our own. You know, but when you have a chip shot, and we have one of the best in the in the game, we do have a top five kicker in the game. You count on those points all the time, and you need every single one of those points when you're up there. It was stored, Absolutely, it's, you need every single one of those points. You know, so and, and then their guy comes back when hits a fifty seven yarder. Yeah. Right after that. And look, he you hits the I mean? 51 yarder later, I, yeah, I so we know that, he can but, still but do it, but you can't miss, you can't miss that the, one. the layups. Cannot miss the layups, man. The bunnies, you know? And so, you know, a lot of times you look at it and, and, and players in general, you know, it's it's like cliche, you know, kickers and punters are not part of the team. But their job is to make things like that. And then you look at it, you look at the whole situation, you look at the snap, and I ho- I saw them chronicled the Ferguson bu- uh, brothers, which one of them, you know, we had one in the, in the Absolutely. tank. Absolutely. You know, the hold, hold's good. Snap looked good for sure. Snap yeah. was good, hold was good. I mean, bro, that's that's all you do. And we didn't even talk about this part, Travis. The fact <laughs> so that, much. The fact that I've never played in Buffalo when it's 53 degrees, beautiful sunny day, Perfect weather, dude. That's you. You couldn't ask for a better situation for anybody. Not just the kicking situation, for the receivers. You can run all day in that. So to to have that come up on a perfect surface because it's artificial and to miss that kick, ugly. It was ugly. That's big because every single point, obviously, when we're playing against a team like that, hell, it don't matter what the team we're playing against. Every single point we we can get is important for us because we struggle to score. It's big, man. So, yeah, guys do look at kickers sideways sometimes, but they know that Jason's are he's great. They do. We knew Pete was great. We knew Lindo was great. You know, so, you know, those guys get a haul. But some other guys, you know, you didn't you didn't trust them in certain situations. But Jason, is had, he's having a tough year. Special That's what I was going to say. It wasn't like this was the only Special teams is having a tough year. Yeah. Yeah, year. block that kicks. Was that was another sticking point a year ago, two years ago even. Four missed field goals now for Jason Sanders, one year after going 36 for 39. He's already surpassed his missed total this season halfway through it. And I want to talk about this on the other side, some successes hopefully, because I'm curious to get you guys' take if they were successful against Josh Allen because he winds up with 249 passing yards, two touchdowns, a rating over 100, rushes for 55, and a score on the ground. Even though they had seven drives, only produced three points in this game. So it's kind of like that week two game all over again where you had a good a good amount of success early, couldn't continue it there throughout the course of the game. We'll talk about that and plenty more here on the other side. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Delray Beach or online at GuntherVolkswagenDelray.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score, 26-11, Buffalo takes it. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. Dolphins recap tomorrow morning with Joe Rose and Zach Krantz. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Dolphins are back in action, and this season you can be back in the stands to experience it all live. Get verified tickets from Ticketmaster, the official marketplace of the NFL, and you won't miss a single epic moment. And rest assured, if your plans change, Ticketmaster has you covered because selling your seats securely with Ticketmaster is as easy as a few taps. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. And guys, we left off the last segment talking about Josh Allen finishes 29 for 42. That's 69% completion, 249 yards, two touchdown passes, eight rushes for 55 yards. That's a seven-yard average for a touchdown as well and a 34-yard run in there. And I talked about it, seven drives, three points total on those seven drives. Buffalo was one for seven on third down at one point. So this defense came to play, Juice. And what I saw, and I want to get your take here, what I saw was the pass rush finally married up with the coverage. We had good, successful blitz game. We had good four-man rush and the coverage in the back end paired with that right up until about that pass to Stephon Diggs you mentioned there. So my question to you is, is that a good game from the Dolphins' defense or does it get all undone because we couldn't get a stop there late? 
it, it's all undone. It doesn't matter. You know, we talk about imagine you're trying to um, evaluate a quarterback who has a great first half and then a terrible second half. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good enough in the second half. So what do we what do we do differently in the second half that we didn't do in the first half? We were getting there, pressures, guys were gluing guys on coverage, and that didn't happen in the second half. I'm looking at this, and you talk about <laughs> Josh Allen's numbers, you know, 249 yards passing, 110 to Cole Beasley. Yeah. <laughs> and most of that's in the second half. That kind of pissed you off. Yeah. Cole, Cole's 32 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know, I know you and, and my boy Sarney, you guys are big Needham fans. But Needham got beat up a little bit in the slot today with Cole Beasley, in yeah, my opinion. Second half, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, when you're saying that, man, it's like you got to finish games. It's okay. It's great to start games well. But bottom line, this game, in any game that you play, is how do you finish? Well, last week, right, that, I mean, that absolutely spoke to that. And so, you know, unfortunately, they kind of unraveled sooner this week. Right. Well, I mean – my goodness, man! We I mean, we're still in the game right here. Into the, going into the fourth quarter, you know, we're, we're I mean, we're down ten three. But then, then we can't really do anything ourselves offensively. Yeah. And then we give up, of course, sixteen points, and you know. But here's the thing about it: offensively, we didn't do ourselves any, you know, anything, any service. We didn't do anything going into the half, starting the half. I think the first three series, Travis, correct me if I'm wrong, we're three and out in the second half, right? Yeah. The, I, I literally right have away. my notes drive by drive, and I just wrote nothing, 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 and nothing. Nothing, nothing. I had nothing, nothing to say. Nothing. nothing I, I, you, you can't say me. <laughs> I started writing stuff, and I'm like, why am I writing it? It's like one, two, three, punt, one, yeah. two, three, punt, you know? And so that goes on the offense. But then on the defensive side, if the offense is struggling, I don't care, man. Everybody's, you can say whatever you want about any phase of the game. If one phase is struggling, it doesn't matter. Handle your phase. Handle your phase. Whatever your phase is, get it done. And, you know, we hung in there, but at the end of the day, they made adjustments, little things. They didn't really try to go downfield on us. They didn't try to do anything. They dink and dunked us. Yeah. We're a dink and dunk team, too, but we don't make it work as well as some of these other teams do. And then they hit Cole Beasley over really? the, in the middle of the field, you know, in those situations. Cole Beasley had 10 catches for 110 yards. I would never expect Cole Beasley to ever have that the rest of his ever again in his career at this age never I think he's done no i mean in terms of because you think about it, you got Diggs. you know you're talking about yeah you know you're talking about sanders you're talking about other guys that would have those type of numbers but cole beasley never well and it was on big downs too right? third okay. and 13 and so. that, you know so that that's, that's a big really, point right there yeah. big seth we are the worst in third and long than i've ever seen because those are the ones you just really sit back and be able to catch everything in front and make a tackle Third and long situations, we struggle more than any team defensively. Third and four or five, I'm, I'm, I think we're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> but when you get to third and nine to 15, I'm expecting the other team to convert so because that, of the way it's been. That's actually a point I was going to go to next was I, th I think the game began to really turn in the second half when Buffalo had a third and 14. And it just, to me, goes right back, Juice, to the idea of playing not to lose opposed to playing to win. And that's right in that stretch where we had, you mentioned, three offensive series that went absolutely nowhere. So I can understand that you're concerned about your offense not being able to put anything together. But at the same time, like then the defense needs to make a play, right? So you go third and 14 after a whole game where you're pressuring Allen, you're sending these unique blitzes, Duke Riley's getting home, Sam McGuavin's coming in, Ogbaugh's swatting down passes, Christian Wilkins is getting back there. And then you go to a third and 14 and you play your softest coverage of the game, and Josh Allen stands back there and has all data survey, and it gives you an easy 13-yard in cut that we hit. They hit for a, a, a first-down conversion. So I just wonder why this coaching staff seems to kind of get in their own way at sometimes because it felt to me like they had the right juice cooking on defense, and then the it just turned like that juice. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. I mean, I just keep looking at numbers, man. When you look at numbers and you see that Nick Needham led us in tackles. Byron yeah. Jones was second in tackles. When you see numbers like that, you know you're having a problem, man. You really are. You know what I mean? And so it does. It changes like that because good teams, good coaching staffs, good, they make adjustments. Okay, so what we're doing in the first half, okay, that didn't. it wasn't working good for Buffalo. So they figure out a way, instead of working outside to Diggs and, and Sanders, what they're going to do is, okay, we'll find a way to get Beasley involved. And one-on-one -on -one always, right? Because you're not going to double that guy with no, the other weapons not. they have. And so 
and we're not going to we're not going to double Beasley. Yeah. Well, when you so, talk about those adjustments, Drew, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> this Beasley thing's really yeah. pissing Beasley. me off, for sure. But uh, you know, uh, when we come out, <laughs> the Dolphins come out in the second half and they have the ball, and it's their first three and out of the game, I believe, is what mm-hmm. I heard them say on TV. Then, then you stop Buffalo and you get the ball back again, so you think the defense is going to continue to ball out, and you go three and out again, and at some point. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills yeah. might walk down the field and yeah. score. And even that is, shouldn't be the end of the world. But if you can't ever get anything going. So I, I, I hear what you're saying, that if one side of the ball isn't getting it done, you still got to just worry about your job. But at the same time, man, when the defense comes out and is dealing a game like that for the first two quarters and then that first drive, you got to put some points up. You got to put some points up. And you yeah. had opportunities to and you didn't. So I want to keep going back to that. Just, yeah. They are just not good yeah, enough. Yeah, you, you know what? Big Seth is like, and, and, and Travis, he's he, he works with Jason Taylor. <laughs> Here we go. He he always like, you know, he's on, he's a defensive guy that loves defense. <laughs> is you that know what, what it is? It's exactly what it is, you know. So anytime, you know, he, he doesn't want to put it on the on the offense on the defense. He he never wants to. But I put it on a defense at the end of the Atlanta game. Yeah, you did. You, you need did. one at stop. At the end of it, but most Can't of the time, you're always like, oh, offense, offense, and then you, you might give two of some love every once in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, they but, were giving up 32 points a game, and they're losing streak, for crying out loud. Am I supposed to run around? I mean, they're giving up 30 a game now, like every game. Was. So yeah. I was easy on the defense? Well, you mean, you're just a defensive kind of guy, you know what I mean? You I mean, mean tell me Seth Tungavai Levitt's not going on the offense? <laughs> I mean – Wait, hold on. Wait, wait a second. Who am I celebrating here? <laughs> the offense needs to score points. They absolutely need to score absolutely. points. And they were in a position to. And you know what they did? They gave the ball back. They missed field goals. They did, they did that. So it's, when the defense is Wait, right, whoa, 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 whoa. Missed field goals, that's defense. That's what, that's what fantasy football says. <laughs> I don't even want to hear about fantasy football because right. reality right. football is your one in friggin' seven. Well, Juice walked, in here, Juice walked into the room and said, I hate football, guys, because his high school team lost, his college team lost, his NFL team lost. I'm inclined to agree well, with him right now. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's why he's talking about I fantasy. That's his, that's his sanctuary at this point. <laughs> I, I don't blame you on that, Come Juice. On me. kind of the same way. Hey, the Cougs won this weekend. Go Washington State. Oh, Get your new Mazda with Gunther Plus at Gunther Mazda or online at GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Buffalo, 26-11. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is Miami Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso in Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. And Dolphins had one touchdown drive in this game, and so the Lexus drive of the game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing. It ended on a Tungavailoa one-yard rush uh, keeper, actually, for a touchdown, but he got it going with a fourth-down completion from Tua to Mike Gesicki. 10.30 left to play. Dolphins trail by two scores. Two touchdowns. Back to throw. Looking, looking. Two steps away from pressure. Throws a deep downfield. And it's caught. Gasicki inside the five and out at the four-yard line. What a throw, huh? Steps up in. It looked like he might take off and run and just dropped it to Mike Gasicki going down there at an angle. Almost scores on it. What a throw by Tua Tungavailoa. On the run. The Dolphins cap a 75-yard drive on 11 plays in just under four minutes there with the one-yard keeper from Tungavailoa. And just real quick, guys, before we get out of here, you know, someone put a, a question on Twitter earlier in the week, said, what's the best throw of Tua's career? This one might have been it, Juice. A little fourth and six, soft floater over the top of underneath coverage after getting away from pressure. thought it was pretty impressive on that Yeah, play. it was definitely a great throw. You know, and, and, and the accuracy we already know about what Tua can do when, he, when he's throwing it. You know, and that's one of those passes where you need a little bit of touch. Sometimes we need a little more zip, mm-hmm. which I don't know we can have, but that pass right there was beautiful. And, you know, I, I you watched it on the TV copy of the whole thing, and I listened to both. I, of course, I love listening to Jason and Joe and, and, and Jimmy. That's, that's the best way to get all the details you want when you want to listen to, a, watch, listen to our game. You know, when those guys are making the calls. But watching it on TV, you know, they, they try to say Mike might have had a little bit of push-off. But that pass was perfect. Yeah, Perfect pass, perfect throw. You know what I mean? Nice little grab. And that's the thing about it. He wasn't wide open. You see where no, that ball wasn't. was. Right over the defender's head. Giving him an opportunity. 
There need to be more throws like that because that's what this league is about, throwing it in tight windows. And that's what Tua did over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, my God, everything was in the tight window. Oh, my – I can't believe he got that in there. I yeah. can't believe he threw that. I can't – but he got it in there. You hold your breath. And those little short ones, the short ones he can put that zip on, that one right there was a perfect throw. And and the, the, dist- the distribution on that drive was unbelievable, getting guys involved and, of course, getting in there and scoring. But on fourth down, to take a shot like that, it's – I mean, come on. We need to do that more often on second and third now. But it seems like the only time they can get to that is when there's a broken play, right? Because right. it, it just right. seems like if you're going to try to hit it in rhythm on structure that you're not going to have enough time in pass pro, whatever the case may be, you just can't quite get to it. So that was the one touchdown drive of the game. It is the the, the drive of the game, the Lexus drive of the game, I should say here. Uh, eight points out of that one, getting a two-point conversion out of it as well. Well, so I w- that's, let's talk about the two-point conversion. Let's, let's yeah. come back on that. We got to get out. Uh, right, Breaks we'll, we'll are ruining that. everything, man. I'm trying to get into a rhythm here. Come on, Biff. Trying to find a rhythm like the Dolphins' offense and just coming up a little bit short. <laughs> the Lexus Driver of the Game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. We'll have Brian Flores and Tua Tungavailoa in the second hour, as well as an analytics debate that Seth cannot wait to get in on. Miami Dolphins fans, are you ready for game day? With Cheez-It, you can choose your perfect game day snack. Make it 100% real cheese for a deliciously cheesy snack experience. So stock up on all your favorite flavors, and we'll see you back here at your favorite game. Again, the final score from Buffalo, 26-11. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.